Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, You got to just laugh at the media. Everything's about politics. Everything. Amin al-Zwahari was apparently taken out by the CIA, a CIA drone in Afghanistan, which is now fully controlled by terrorist groups. It's a terrorist state, and we still don't know where our citizens are. But the lead is, this is a big get for Joe Biden. This is a big victory for Joe Biden. He's going to speak at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And, you know, if you don't slobber over Joe and praise Joe for how beautifully this was done, whatever was done, then there's something wrong with you. And I guarantee you, every syllable I'm speaking now is being taken down. And of course, we're going to talk about this. But then I, I decided just to take a look at something. I thought to myself, just, just for the curiosity, when Donald Trump took out Soleimani, what did Biden say? What did he say? Fox News, Biden questions decision to kill Soleimani. Quote, I pray that Trump listened to his commanders. Former Vice President Joe Biden, campaigning in Iowa, ripped President Trump's decision to authorize air, an airstrike that killed Iranian General Qassem Soleimani, the commander of Iran's secretive Quds Force, one of the country's most powerful figures, asking if the administration is prepared for what could come next amid retaliatory threats. Nothing came next. Biden questioned Trump's decision in front of a crowd of more than 200 people at a community event. One month out from the February 3 caucuses, the airstrike followed thousands of protesters storming the compound of the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad this week. 
Using a teleprompter to deliver his speech, Biden called the move an enormous escalation and asked the crowd if the administration had a plan for what comes next. Quote, nothing we've seen from this administration over the past three years suggests they are equipped to deal with the very real risk we now confront. Biden said Trump's maximum pressure campaign has failed on most counts and that the latest action puts the U.S. on the brink of a major new conflict in the Middle East. He said the threat that the Obama administration had put on the back burner is now back on the table and warned of a renewed potential for multiple Iranian attacks by multiple means or multiple targets. I quote him, quote, does Donald Trump and his administration have a strategy for what comes next? Former Vice President asked, saying the Middle East was already on the edge of another major war and the risk has been made much worse by President Trump's policies. He also faulted Trump for a string of dubious actions that have increased the risk of war with Iran and danger to Americans. So upon the news that Donald Trump took out Soleimani, it was a mass murder. You see a lot of these shows on TV about the men and women who were damaged horrifically. Horrifically wounded in the Middle East and Iraq in particular. Suleimani and his group was behind much of that. Trump takes them out because they fired missiles on our base in Iraq and he said enough is enough. Trump takes him out and Biden trashes him. Trashes him. Then I said I wonder what Biden said when Trump took out Abu Bar Bakar al-Baghdadi, the head of ISIS. Former Vice President Joe Biden, a leading 2020 White House hopeful, said on Monday that ISIS leader Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi was killed in a U.S. military operation despite President Trump's ineptitude as commander-in-chief. The Democratic presidential frontrunner also slammed Trump's, quote, erratic behavior, unquote, saying to the president's decision to withdraw U.S. troops from northern Syria likely rushed the mission to take out the ISIS chief. Quote, his erratic behavior made it harder and more dangerous for the special forces carrying it out. And they had to fly through territory that is now hostile to the U.S., taking fire along the way, including territory we controlled just weeks ago. The Hill and Trump was met with criticism earlier this month after he withdrew U.S. forces from so they go on to attack Trump, the media. Biden attacks Trump when Trump took out ISIS and took out al-Baghdadi. So Trump takes out Soleimani. He's trashed by Biden. Trump takes out Baghdadi. He's trashed by Biden. But now, my God, if you don't lavish praise on Joe Biden, why are they doing this? At 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Why are they doing this? I, I mean, I haven't read this article. I'll read it to you. U.S. takes out al-Qaeda leader Amin al-Zwahari. Successful Afghanistan counterterrorism operation. Two intel sources tell Fox News. I'm sure they didn't have to work hard. The administration's putting it out the lead up to the, to the press event. The United States conducted a successful counterterrorism operation against a significant al-Qaeda target, Amin al-Zwahari, in Afghanistan over the weekend. So, Mr. Producer, if they did it over the weekend, why didn't they announce it yesterday? It's like the January 6th committee. 
prime time, baby. Quote, over the weekend, the United States conducted a counterterrorism operation against a significant al-Qaeda target in Afghanistan. The senior official told Fox News Monday the operation was successful and there were no civilian casualties. So this is a leak right out of the White House. Shh, don't tell anybody. I'm giving an exclusive to you guys at Fox and New York Times and Washington. Giving an exclusive. He was killed by a CIA drone. Biden administration closed the U.S. Embassy in Kabul. Well, that's good that this guy's been killed. I'm thrilled by it. The only people I can think of who are opposed to this, of course, are his supporters in Afghanistan and, uh, and some of whom, no doubt, are in the United States Congress. Just saying. Just being honest. Meanwhile, where are the citizens, the American citizens in Afghanistan? There were several thousand of them. Where are they? Where are they? I'm asking an honest question. And what's happened to all the women in Afghanistan? Look at that mark, throwing a wet blanket. No, I'm just realistic. I don't go with the mob. Then there's this. Because Joe Biden's busy making the world safer, particularly America, you know. Jerusalem Post, Iran announces activation of hundreds of new centrifuges. Did you see this today? No, you didn't see it anywhere today. Did you hear it on any televised news program? No, you didn't see it or hear it today. Nowhere. The announcement comes just hours after the U.S. announced new sanctions against Iran's petroleum trade. These guys, these these Islamo-Nazis in Tehran are running circles around us. But isn't it funny how the media bend over backwards here, but when it came to Trump, they fell perfectly fine to trash the guy. Everybody's bending over backward. My God. Joe Biden is a great leader. He's had a hell of a week. Looks like he's going to have this massive new tax and spending bill, which will further destroy our economic system, make inflation worse, raise taxes. And wipe out our fossil fuel industry. What a success. And this. You got to give credit where credit's due. This is what I'm hearing. Right now. And yet there's this. Iran is activating hundreds. Of new and advanced IR6 and IR1 centrifuges to enrich uranium. The spokesman for the Iranian Atomic Energy Organization. Announced Today. 500 IR6 machines will be activated over the next 10 to 15 days, according to the announcement. They're even cocky about it. Spokesperson for the Islamo regime stated the centrifuges were being activated as part of the strategic action plan to lift sanctions and protect Iranian nation's interest and reach a minimum enrichment level, 190,000 separate work units to meet the level of Iran's needs. Gee, I wonder what that is. Iranian officials have stated in the past that the 190,000 is needed to fuel the reactors at the Boucher power plant and Tehran nuclear facility. According to the Institute for Science and International Security, the goal of 190,000 SWU cited by Iranian official usually converts to about 128,000 and more standard units as Iranians are usually measuring based... Ah, who cares, you idiots? 
Such a program, they said, for a nuclear weapons vantage is huge for a country like Iran. Well, but don't worry. Don't worry. Do you know what the reaction of the Biden administration is? Quote, the United States continues to pursue the path of diplomacy to achieve a mutual return to full implementation of the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. Said Undersecretary of the Treasury for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, Brian E. Nelson, till such time as Iran is ready to return to full implementation of its commitments, continue to enforce sanctions on the illicit sale of Iranian petroleum and petrochemicals. We're not enforcing that. That's why Iran's doing it. They didn't do it under Trump. So, on the same day they are applauding themselves, Iran announces it's starting up these centrifuges, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, which will bring them to the point of being able to make that atomic bomb. And our response is diplomacy. And when Trump took out two of the greatest terrorists in modern history... Biden trashed him. I am not trashing Joe Biden. I'm putting things in some rational context. This is a really big win for Joe. Why aren't we talking about our country and thanking the CIA and all the people who worked hard to do this? Joe was informed about this. Finally made a decision probably to go ahead, which is the decision he opposed When it came to bin Laden, you might recall. So this is good for the United States. But how about a story that is honest? And stop playing cheerleader and stop, ooh, this is a good week for Joe. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. I've had second thoughts. I thought about it during the break. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you for all you've done to secure this nation. Thank you for your opposition to taking out bin Laden. Thank you for your opposition to taking out Soleimani. Thank you for your opposition to taking out Baghdadi. Thank you for leaving thousands of American citizens in Afghanistan. 
in $80 billion of equipment. Thank you for blowing up the Abraham Peace Accords and empowering the Islamo regime in Tehran with endless dopey negotiations while they're building their nuclear weapons. I can't thank you enough for that. Thank you. Thank you for giving special privileges to the communist Chinese regime, taking off certain tariffs, wanting to take off more tariffs that Donald Trump put in place because you hate Donald Trump more than you fear the communist Chinese. I want to thank you. Thank you for proposing an absolutely unacceptable budget for the United States military. Even your Congress had to increase the budget. I want to thank you for that. Thank you for the open borders. God knows who's coming into this country, but it doesn't matter. But I want to thank you so much for improving our national security. And for personally taking up Zwahari or whatever the hell his name is. Thank you. Thank you for the Inflation Reduction Act, which increases inflation. But of course, there is no inflation. Thank you for changing the meaning of recession. I was getting very nervous that we were in a recession, but now I know, thanks to your definitional change, we're not in a recession. Thank you for that. Thank you for bringing down the price of gasoline by draining the strategic emergency reserve almost to the last drop and ensuring that the communist Chinese get at least six million barrels. Things happen, as they say. Thank you for the baby formula shortages. Thank you for what will be more food shortages. Thank you for destroying pension plans and such. You deserve, you've had a good week. You've had a good week. And you deserve all the credit in the world. Now, I want to thank the CIA for killing this little rat fink. He looks like a rat. He looks like Arafat, to be perfectly honest with you. Thank you, CIA. I wonder how many... Never mind. Thank you, CIA. I'll be right back. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. When Mark Levin speaks, the backbenchers take notes. Call in now, 877-381-3811. 
I'm sure media will be all over this, and they should. Because I don't take sides. I call them as I see them. Katie Pavlich posted just a little bit ago. Biden will take a victory lap tonight for the killing of al-Qaeda leader Amin Zwahari, which is a good thing, of course. But on August 20, 2021, during the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan, Biden said al-Qaeda was gone. And yet Zwahari was just droned in Kabul. Here's what he said. Look. Look, let's put this thing in perspective here. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda gone? We went to Afghanistan for the express purpose of getting rid of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan as well as, as well as Obama bin Laden, and we did. So there you go. There you go. I just hope media, media matters, the rest of the media will give Joe Biden the kind of reportage that they gave Trump. Now, we know that won't happen. So Biden smash mouths Trump after he kills Soleimani and smash mouths Trump after he kills Baghdadi. And now, God, what a week. It's only Monday. A lot of the people in the press, a lot of my buddies, a lot of my colleagues here and there. I told you this before. Be wary. W-A-R-Y. They say the press wants to take out Biden so they can replace him. They want to take out Biden so they can replace him. Maybe so. But I doubt it. Because they're not sure Biden's going to run for re-election or not. They are in Biden's corner no matter what. He says recession doesn't mean recession. So they say recession doesn't mean recession. His nominee to the Supreme Court says she can't define a woman, so they can't define a woman all of a sudden. Half of them are cheating on their wives, but they can't define a woman. You're supposed to support LGBTQIA+, and yet you can't define a woman. And so they don't define a woman. Critical race theory is taught to millions and millions of school-aged children. Parents saw it on their monitors at home, and yet the media told us it was a farce. Nobody was being taught that, no. And when people said, yes, they are, then they said, but you're lying about it. You're lying about it. I want to give this the full corrupt media attention that it deserves. First of all, I just want to be clear again. I could not be happier that uh, Yabba Dabba Doo is dead. I couldn't be happier. It's all the political bull crap that I can't stand. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish to report to you that Biden has had a good week and it's only Monday. A great week. How do you know, Mark? Listen, he wants to pass a bill. That'll spend almost a trillion dollars of new money. But don't worry, it doesn't create any deficits, and it doesn't raise taxes on the people. Yeah, like inflation? Hey, 
We're having a good week on Monday, so be quiet. The media. They are thrilled by this. When Trump took out Soleimani, it was, oh my God, what is he, reckless? And besides, he had nothing to do with it. Took out Baghdadi. Where? What's this? Big deal, big deal. There's Biden again. My God, what's Trump trying to do? And despite his incompetence. Now, if I were to say this evening that in spite of Joe Biden's incontinence, insanity, and all the rest of it, that the CIA got, finally, yabba-dabba-doo, which is a good thing. I would be attacked. Like, I'll be attacked for everything I've just said the last 30 minutes. Right, Mr. Producer? But I speak the truth. I speak the truth. Do we have four or five or ten experts I can bring on that tell us this is a good thing, Mr. Producer? Because it is a good thing. It's a very good thing. So why does Joe Biden wait till 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 p.m. Central, Alaska and Hawaii, you can speak for yourselves. Why? What are you trying to infer, Mark? Not inferring anything. They took this uh, Islamo-Nazi out over the weekend. Now, let's see about all the media types, how they report this. You know what they would do? Again, if it were Trump or even Reagan, look, look, look how he's taking a victory lap. Look how he's taking, he's taking a video. What did he have to do with it? And by the way, Biden is supposed to speak at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We will, we will take it. Curious to hear what he will say and how he will say it. Maybe he'll attack Trump here and there. Blame Putin for something. I don't know. But I suspect, to quote Joe Biden in part, when he was overheard on the microphone after Barack Melhouse Benito Obama went to the microphone to announce the passage of Obamacare, this is a big effing deal. Now, there's only one problem, ladies and gentlemen, under his tutelage. May I use the word tutelage? The entire country of Afghanistan was lost and is now a terrorist country working with the communist Chinese and the fascistic Russians with thousands of American citizens unaccounted for. Hey, look. Don't bring that up now. Bring it up another day. I just read you from the Jerusalem Post. Is this on Mediaite? Anything about the Iranians with the... I haven't been on Mediaite today. I'm usually never on media. It's usually Mr. Producer will tip. Mr. Producer tips me up. Hey, did you see media? Nothing on there with Iran. So Iran's an eyelash away from having nuclear west missiles and media doesn't cover it. How about media matters? Because, you know, media matters. Nothing. Not a damn thing. What are we to make of this, ladies and gentlemen? Well, you know what to make of it. Frauds, phonies, and freaks. This is amazing, though. 
so thrilled. Now, if we can take out another twenty or 30,000 of these rats, we might actually be on to something. How is it that Amin al-Zwahari wound up in Afghanistan? If there was no al-Qaeda in Afghanistan when we surrendered. How did that happen, Joe Biden? Will anybody in the media ask him? No. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? It's what I do. I tell the truth in the midst of all the static, all the harump. You ever watch, what is it, crows, blackbirds, whatever they're called on a telephone wire, Mr. Producer? They hear a noise, they all turn in one direction. They hear a noise, they all turn in another direction. They get scared, they all fly off together. That's the American media right there. That's how they conduct themselves. They act the same way. So we will be holding our breath, dated breath, I should say, because we want to know exactly what took place. And we want to know how this unparalleled national security team department of defense and the greatest commander-in-chief since lincoln we want to know how they pulled this off particularly when we were told not that long ago that al-qaeda is no longer in afghanistan by the commander-in-chief well they're there now mark really i wonder how that happened hmm you never know. You never know. But I, I do want to thank the men and women of the Central Intelligence Agency and any and all other people who had a role in killing this little bastard because that was very, very important. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Just a reminder where I'm coming from. Because the corrupt media will not use any context of any sort. This is just January 3rd, 2020, not long ago. Ali Rafa, Fox News. Biden questions decision to kill Soleimani. And basically what Biden said here is that Trump may have started a war in the Middle East and then starts attacking Trump. And 
his competency. Trump takes out Baghdadi. He says, despite Trump's ineptitude as the commander-in-chief, our people were able to do the job. His erratic behavior made it harder and more dangerous for the special forces carrying it out. And he goes on trashing Trump after Baghdadi was assassinated. And as I speak today, Biden is in charge of dealing with Iran. He has reversed every single Trump policy with respect to Iran. He says, we want to get back to the deal. Why would we get back to the deal? The deal allows Iran to build nuclear weapons. Iran is there. Why would they go back to a deal? It's incoherent, but Biden is expecting most of you not to have any idea what he's talking about. Getting back to a deal sounds so great. So on this night, when the media are celebrating and saying, look at all the successes. Biden is back, I think I read today. What are they talking about? Has your life changed? Has your situation improved? The Iranians are on the march. The communist Chinese are are within a wink of invading Taiwan. What the hell are they talking about? The border's wide open, but it's a success. More spending, more debt, more inflation. Biden's winning. But America is not. How much time do I have left here? You know, as a side point, I've been watching this show. It's on late Sunday nights after Life, Liberty, and Levin. Wasn't that a good one last night? I I don't mislead you about this. We work hard at it. We try to do right by you. It's a special. I don't know if it's the History Channel, A&E. I don't remember. On these, these guys that were professional wrestlers, WWE and so forth. A lot of whom I remember. And they'll take certain ones, about a dozen of them so far, and tell you where they are today and the whole history of their life and what they did. And you may not have been into the WWE and all that. It is compelling. And I find it even intriguing. And I'm glued to it. I would encourage you to take a look at it. It's really amazing. These big, big guys, what they went through, they're very honest. Some of them are not with us anymore. Um, it's quite amazing. Last night's was great, but they've all been great. When I was a teenager, a young teenager, actually maybe 10 years old, my mother's father, who was the Marine who fought at Iwo Jima and Guam. He talked like this. Well, my grandmother and my grandfather had divorced sometime in the past, and I hadn't seen my grandfather until I was about eight years old. He walked into the house. He was wearing a Stetson, a long leather coat, drove a Cadillac, and he had a chihuahua in his pocket. And he gave the chihuahua to my mother. And he walked in and he looked like John Wayne to me. Big, big man for his time. Full head of hair unlike his grandson. And he had a very strong walk. 
This is a man who had seen the enemy eye to eye in World War II, and he enlisted when he was 34. Anyway, long story short, he took us, the three boys, to the Philadelphia Arena at the time. Now, why? We hadn't seen professional wrestling, and I really liked it as a young guy. I remember Toro Tanaka, Bruno San Martini. These are the old ones. And then he said, you see that, that man over there? He had a cape on with a Star David on the back. And his name, as well as his wrestling name, was Sammy Rubin. He was huge. 6'5", 6'6", 270, 280, muscle. It was his nephew. It may be a second cousin to us. I didn't know. I was 10 years old or so. He was wrestling. Wasn't well known. And uh, he was a professional wrestler for a period of time. He would later become a judge. A judge. And his brother, who I never met, was 6'9". He's in the Levin family. And he had served in the military, too. Anyway, so I find this show very, very fascinating, folks. You might want to think about it. It's, it's, it's the bio on these guys. Just uh, very, very cool. Again, you don't have to really be into it. I was sort of quasi into it, but to watch this really is, it's just very cool. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Here we are, Radio Free America, 877-381-3811. I meant to congratulate Joe Biden for more, actually. This and just the news, Air Force Diversity Festival to include drag show. Joint Base Langley will host a diversity, equity, and inclusion summer festival, which will reportedly include a drag show. What is it with the Democrats and the drag shows? What is it? People used to be embarrassed by this. I I never went to one of them. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Now it's like in kindergarten, and oh, there are heroes, the drag queens. No, they're not. They're weirdos. That's right, I said it. Get out of my face. Joshua Kelly, whose stage name is Harpy Daniels, will headline the drag show according to the Daily Wire. The event's planners have advertised it as being family-friendly, listing bouncy houses and face painting among the activities for children. The goal is to provide education awareness, increase collaboration through outreach, recognize the diverse composition of JBLE, that's Joint Base Langley, 
A spokes idiot told the outlet in a statement, the theme of the event is celebrating differences and will feature a number of different performers, guest speakers, information booths, including Tuskegee Airmen, good, Asian Indians of Hampton, good, a hula routine, bad, a, well, hula routine's okay, but what the hell is the point? A drag performance and many others. I wonder what the Tuskegee Airmen think of having a drag performance in the same sentence as the Tuskegee Airmen or the Asian Indians of Hampton. All featured guests will be participating or performing as volunteers. The installation assisted by providing funding for logistical requirements such as a tent, stage, tables, chairs, etc. is specifically authorized by the Department of Defense regulations and policies. We're required to do this. We have no choice. The military-sponsored drag show comes as the Biden administration draws flack for its efforts to promote a slew of LGBT issues both at home and abroad. The U.S. Department of State in late July contributed taxpayer funds to Queer Lisbo? Lisboa? Queer Lisboa? A Portuguese film festival that included a bevy of provocative content, including films that depicted incest, drag culture, and pedophilia. Who did this? The Biden administration. Well. As the great Bob Grant used to say, it's sick and getting sicker. It's sick and getting sicker. It really is sick and getting sicker. That's the Air Force. Want to know why our numbers are down? You don't draw would-be pilots into the Air Force with this crap. All of a sudden, drag queens are everywhere, and it's good. It's good. You're five-year-old. What's the problem? What are you, against this and against? No, I don't understand. Well. And let us not forget in 20 minutes, which will probably be late, we have Joe Biden, who is going to give an announcement that Yabba Dabba was uh, killed by drones. And that he was on the job, quarantined uh, in the uh, men's room in the White House. But he, he heard about it. And now we have a Nancy Pelosi. Uh, will she go to China or not? We still don't know. U.S. warns China not to turn Pelosi's expected trip to Taiwan into a crisis, writes the New York Slimes. The United States warned China on Monday. And we've got all these slew of successes, Mr. Producer. My God, one success after another. U.S. States Depart- uh, United States warned China today not to respond to an expected visit to Taiwan by Speaker Nancy Eva Pelosi with military provocations, even as American officials sought to reassure Beijing that such a trip would not be the first of its kind and would not represent any change of policy toward the region. Well, they know they have a friend in the uh, head of the Joint Chiefs, Mr. Producer, right? Millie? Maybe Millie will call his buddy over there, the head of the Communist Party military in China. Listen, I know Pelosi's a wackadoodle. Trust me on this. And I know Biden bumps into walls. I, I, I understand that. But we have to save face here. 
And Nancy's had many faces. And we have to face face the facts. There's no reason for Beijing to turn a potential visit consistent with long-standing U.S. policy into some sort of crisis. Hey, schmucks! They're going to invade Taiwan! Are you ready? You ready? It's not like they've been secret about it. They've been planning this for at least five years. Are you ready? No, they're not ready. They bring this this jerk, John F. Kirby's now the uh, spokesman for the National Security Council. Because uh, what is the uh, name, the French name of the uh, the uh, other press? I can't remember her name. Doesn't matter. Because she apparently can't handle the job. Why? Because the Biden White House is racist and anti-LGBTQ. Look how they're pushing into second seat there. Nonetheless, we've got the the white supremacist, the white man, John Kirby, is there. Spokes idiot for the National Security Council. There's no reason for Beijing to turn a potential visit consistent with long-standing U.S. policy. They're getting ready to invade. They're going to invade Taiwan, whether it's over this or anything else. This is them, the communist Chinese, smarter than our leadership in this sense, seeing the reaction of the United States. This is a trial run right now. Listen to me, I'm quite serious about this. This is a trial run right now to see how the United States responds. They've made threats of military attacks against the speaker and against any jets that are protecting her plane. They've made speeches about military reactions, and they're watching how our military conducts itself, as well as the airhead, who is the commander-in-chief. I think I forgot to thank him for getting the Islamo-Nazi Zwahari. Did I forget that? I don't think so. Did I, Mr. Producer? I don't remember. Let's see here. Mr. Kirby did not say whether American intel agencies had detected any concrete indications of Chinese actions. Uh, hello? Hello? Don't we have satellites and stuff that can tell us everything that's going on? Like if some admiral's picking his nose or something? I think we do. I know we do. Mr. Kirby did not say, though. He was unusually specific in outlining possible responses the U.S. anticipated. White House officials have privately expressed concern. A visit by Pelosi would touch off a dangerous cycle of escalation in Asia. Same time Washington is already consumed with helping Ukraine fight off Russia's invasion. Then why did they propose a military budget, $40 billion less than Congress proposed, and at least $100 billion less than we need? We used to be able to take care of a two-front war. That would include helping the Ukrainians and the Taiwanese. Apparently, we can't do that anymore. Now, if you have half a brain in your head and you're in charge of the military over there at the Department of Defense, you make this abundantly clear that we have multiple enemies. We need to beef up our military rather than having Drag Day, Queen Day, or whatever it was, with the Air Force. With the Air Force. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company, and I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer, one month free, one month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network for just 30 bucks a month. Plus, get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L E V I N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and get one month free. I have a, a bit of advice for President Biden. Why don't you come down to Florida, apologize to the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, allow Florida to once again distribute monoclonal antibody, and you come down here and you can get your shots, and you'll get better faster, rather than whatever the hell that crap you're taking, which really isn't working. The monoclonal worked, worked for me and other family members. But the science shows the science is S. I said it worked. I was feeling lousy one day, got the shots, and felt fine the next. And I'm not the only one. But Ron DeSantis was right. Nobody handled this better. Monoclonal antibody. It works. It does. But they basically shut it down. So just keep getting that vaccine shot, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently it's not working well enough. Neither the masks. What now? That the Biden administration... I want to thank Joe Biden again. You know, it's a string of successes here for the Biden administration. Just one after another. One after another. I want to thank them for the really effective vaccines they've developed. Oh, they haven't? They haven't developed vaccines? The therapeutics? Oh, they haven't? Well, what have they been doing the last year and a half? Sitting on their asses? They haven't developed anything? Not even. Not, I don't expect them to develop it in warp speed, but even bureaucratic time. Nothing. They've developed nothing. Now, circling back to Taiwan, I didn't lose my place. The deuce, Peter Ducey to Jean-Pierre at the White House press briefing today. Cut 10, Mr. Producer, go. It's been three days now since a Chinese official publicly threatened to murder Speaker Pelosi. Where is the president coming out to respond to, at the very least, say, don't do that? Well, first, we've talked... Kirby was just here talking about how um, I have not seen those reports. So I'm uh, just well, going to say not seen good. those reports. They're all over the damn place. So let me get this straight. May I? Because this administration is having a line of successes now. 
Let me see if I can understand this. The Speaker of the House, a Democrat, the Communist Chinese propaganda mill puts out for the whole world to hear, including us, thoughts about taking Nancy Pelosi out and any fighter jets protecting her plane, taking them out too. It's in all the big papers, including the Holocaust-denying New York slimes and its little sister, the Washington Compost. It's all over the networks. And Jean-Pierre hasn't heard about this. My God. She's playing dumb. Go ahead. It would be within their rights to shoot down. Well, we have talked about that. We have said that there's no need for this type of saber rattling. It is unnecessary. Stronger words have never been spoken, Mr. Producer. We're going to blow her out of the air. We're going to take the jets protecting her, blow them out of the air. This could be a fiery response. They put out video of their military firing missiles. Oh, my God, don't even mess with us. And, of course, for over two hours, Xi speaks with Biden. And the answer is, there's no need for saber rattling. Come on, it's unnecessary. So unnecessary. And G is convinced. Just a string of successes like we've never seen in any presidency before. You can't deny it. Don't debate it. A string of successes. Joe Biden may well pass into law a nearly trillion dollar bill. Almost $500 billion of which further destroy our fossil fuel industry. What a success. Massive tax increases. What a success. Just a line of success. You can't deny this politically as a success. How about we have a little substance like it's a disaster for the country? No, no, no. We're talking about success. And then, of course, the CIA took out took out yabba dabba do. And that's a good thing. Nobody denies that except, you know, about five members of the House on the Democrat side. But the rest of us, no, no, we understand. What we don't understand is why he's having a press conference at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time in prime time since this guy was apparently hacked, kneecapped, crushed this weekend. You're not allowed to mention that. It's a success. No, it's a success by the CIA. And of course, as I've said now repeatedly, this is the same man in Joe Biden. Excuse me. The same non-birthing person in Joe Biden. Who trash-mouthed Trump when he took out Soleimani and Baghdadi. And you'll notice none of the media, but moi, moi, mentions that. You know, hey, Trump is one thing. He's to be detested. He's to be hated. He's to be character assassinated. He's to be denounced. Biden, spending this country into a, potentially a depression, having lost Afghanistan to Tens of thousands of terrorists with thousands of American citizens still unspoken for. 
is having a string of successes. And by God, don't be so damn partisan and not recognize it. Oh, yeah, well. And so Jean-Pierre, Jean-Pierre, is the president upset? This administration, I mean, they're threatening to kill Nancy Pelosi. You don't say anything. Now, in all fairness, Nancy Pelosi, when Supreme Court justice was, his life was threatened, Kavanaugh, she never said anything either. Still hasn't. Now we know the, the little perp wanted to kill the three most solid justices on the Supreme Court. Or as they would see on CNN, rabid right-wing justices. Because they want to uphold the Constitution. Nancy still has said nothing. Benny Hill Thompson, chairman of the January 6th committee, nothing. Jamie Raskin, the son of a commie, and the son of other stuff, not a word. Not a word. Chuck Schumer, who literally threatened two Supreme Court justices, nothing. So I guess that's why there's silence against the Chinese. Plus, the Chinese have bought and paid for so many of these these politicians, including the Biden. Right? I'll be right back. Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company, and I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer, one month free, one month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network for just 30 bucks a month. Plus, get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L E V I N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and get one month free. Going right to uh, Joe Biden. Go ahead. On Saturday, at my direction, the United States successfully concluded an airstrike in Kabul, Afghanistan, that killed the Emir of Al-Qaeda, Iman al-Zawiri. You know, Zawiri was uh, bin Laden's leader. He was with him all the, the whole time. He was his number two man, his deputy at the time of terrorist attack 9-11. He was deeply involved in the planning of 9-11, one of the most responsible for the attacks that murdered 2,977 people on American soil. For decades, he was a mastermind behind attacks against Americans, including the bombing of the USS Cole in 2000, which killed 17 American sailors and wounded dozens more. He played a key role, a key role in the bombing of U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania, killing 224 and wounding over 4,500 others. He carved a trail of murder and violence against American citizens, American service members, American diplomats, and American interests. And since the United States delivered justice to bin Laden 11 years ago, Zawahiri 
has been a leader of Al-Qaeda, the leader. From hiding, he coordinated Al-Qaeda's branches and all around the world, including setting priorities for providing operational guidance that call for and inspired attacks against U.S. targets. He made videos, including in recent weeks, calling for his followers to attack the United States and our allies. Now, justice has been delivered, and this terrorist leader is no more. People around the world no longer need to fear the vicious and determined killer. The United States continues to demonstrate our resolve and our capacity to defend the American people against those who seek to do us harm. You know, we, we, uh, we, we make it clear again tonight that no matter how long it takes, no matter where you hide, if you are a threat to our people, the United States will find you and take you out. After relentlessly seeking Zawahiri for years under Presidents Bush, Obama, and Trump, our intelligence community located Zawahiri earlier this year. He had moved to downtown Kabul to reunite with members of his immediate family. After carefully considering the clear and convincing evidence of his location, I authorized a precision strike that would remove him from the battlefield once and for all. This mission was carefully planned, rigorously minimized the risk of harm to other civilians. And one week ago, after being advised that the conditions were optimal, I gave the final approval to go get him. And the mission was a success. None of his family members were hurt, and there were no civilian casualties. I'm sharing this news with the American people now, after confirming the mission's total success through the painstaking work of our counterterrorism community and key allies and partners. My administration has kept congressional leaders informed as well. When I ended our military mission in Afghanistan almost a year ago, I made the decision that after 20 years of war, the United States no longer needed thousands of boots on the ground in Afghanistan to protect America from terrorists who seek to do us harm. And I made a promise to the American people that we continue to conduct effective counterterrorism operations in Afghanistan and beyond. <coughs> We've done just that. In February, our forces conducted a daring mission in Syria that eliminated the Emir of ISIS. Last month, we took out another key ISIS leader. Now we have eliminated the Emir of Al-Qaeda. He will never again, never again, allow Afghanistan to become a terrorist safe haven because he is gone and we're going to make sure that nothing else happens. You know, it can't be a launching pad against the United States. We're going to see to it that won't happen. This operation is a clear demonstration that we will, we can, and we'll always make good on the sol solemn pledge. My administration will continue to vigilantly monitor and address threats from Al-Qaeda, no matter where they emanate from. As Commander-in-Chief, it is my solemn responsibility to make America safe in a dangerous world. The United States did not seek this war against terror. It came to us. We answered with the same principles and resolve that have shaped us for generation upon generation to protect the innocent, defend liberty, and we keep the light of freedom burning a beacon for the rest of the entire world because this is a great and defining truth about our nation and our people. We do not break. We never give in. We never back down. Last year on September 11th, I once more paid my respect to Ground Zero in New York City 
at that quiet field in Shanksville at the Pentagon and at the Pentagon, standing in the memorial at Ground Zero, seeing the names of those who died forever etched in bronze is a powerful reminder of the sacred promise we made as a nation. We will never forget. Memorial also bears the quotation from Virgil. No day shall erase you from the memory of time. No day shall erase you from the memory of time. So we continue to mourn every innocent life that was stolen on 9-11 and honor their memories. To the families who lost fathers and mothers, husbands, wives, sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, friends and co-workers on that searing September day, it is my hope that this decisive action will bring one more measure of closure. No day shall erase them from the memory of time, today and every day. I'm so grateful for the superb patriots who serve the United States intelligence community and counterterrorism communities. They never forget. And those dedicated women and men who tirelessly work every single day to keep our country safe, to prevent future tragedies. It is thanks to their extraordinary persistence and skill that this operation was a success. They've made us all safer. And to those around the world who continue to seek to harm the United States, hear me now. We will always remain vigilant and we will act and we will always do what is necessary to ensure the safety and security of Americans at home and around the globe. Today, we remember the lost. We commit ourselves to the safety of the living and we pledge that we shall never waver from defending our nation and its people. Thank you all. May God protect our troops and all those who serve in harm's way. We will never, we will never give up. All right. That's Joe Biden. Very good speech, actually, but I don't agree with some of his conclusions because I don't think he will. If you're seriously concerned in a substantive way about securing the people of the United States, you don't have a wide open border. I'm just being honest with you. You don't continue to allow the Iranian regime to build up their nuclear capabilities because then it's too late. Then it's too late. You don't fail to arm up the Taiwanese well in advance of what communist China has been doing here at least a year ago. And I can go on and on. But here's the biggest problem. He seemed to, and the media are seeming to already, justify his surrender in Afghanistan in a very quick and superficial way that he said, you see, I said, in effect, says, I said that we didn't need to be there anymore in order to protect the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, there are thousands, if not tens of thousands, of these cockroaches in Afghanistan now. It is a home base for them now. It is a home base for them now. It is very important that this man has been killed. Very but he's not the end of it. He's not the beginning of it. And so while that is a great thing, the surrender in Afghanistan has made the people of the United States far more vulnerable to these forces. That's number one. Number two, 
as I point out, while Biden is talking about this, and I understand why, the communist Chinese are poised to go to war with us. And as I just said, the Iranians are poised not just to develop atomic and nuclear weapons, but to actually have them. And he's still talking about diplomacy with the Iranians, even though the UN itself has said the, the Iranians have been lying to us. So, so far the war is, the world is much more dangerous to America when you look at where Afghanistan is, when you look at where Iran is. Much more dangerous. And you look at our border. And so too much can be read into, and too much is being read into, the killing of Swahiri in terms of the geopolitical and, I think, national security consequences. I am thrilled that he's dead. But we're not going to tell the CIA and the United States military, why don't you guys pack it up now? No. Quite the contrary. We're going to be an alert, high alert, for reactions as a result. It was very, very wrong what Biden did to Trump when Trump took out Soleimani. It was very, very wrong what Biden did to Trump when he took out Baghdadi. Very wrong, as I demonstrated in the first hour. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company, and I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer, one month free, one month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network for just 30 bucks a month. Plus, get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and get one month free. John Stewart is the dim-witted buffoon. As I've said, he is all these years. Joe Posobiec, if I mispronounce, I apologize, a very sharp guy, writes for uh, Human Events uh, on this John Stewart stuff. You know, there's this bill that is ostensibly intended to help veterans who've had to deal with these fire pits over the years that have affected their lungs and, and, uh, and so forth. And so Posobiec took a look at the bill as pointed out by PM, which was passed in June, but then required to be put up for a revote after the House made a change to the legislation. The change in the bill up for a vote before the Senate, according to the Congressional Budget Office, 
was to the tune of $400 billion in completely unrelated spending. So they purposely added $400 billion, and then when Republicans vote against it, some voted for it, but when they vote against it to say, look, they're against the vets. And who do they use as the biggest stooge? John Leibowitz, a.k.a. Stewart. Posobiec cited Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey, who said that his concern about the bill has nothing to do with the purpose of the bill. It's not about the $280 billion approximately of new spending that's meant to be required under this bill for the Veterans Administration to cover health care and other benefits for veterans who are exposed to toxic burn pits. Joseph Hickman, who authored a book on these burn pits, an expert, he said, Jack is right. Everyone who voted for it, if the Democrats didn't add $400 billion in additional spending to the bill, that has nothing to do with burn pits. It was a political move in election year. So the bill was for $280 billion to help these veterans who need the help. And the Democrats add a trick in the bill to the tune of $400 billion. $400 billion. It's really quite amazing. And uh, to his credit also, Posobiec confronted John Stewart, who uh, lost his head, which he normally does. So it's a budget gimmick, unrelated to helping the vets, utterly unrelated to helping the vets. It puts in place an entitlement program having nothing to do with the vets. Nothing to do with the vets. And so the Republicans voted against it. They said, we voted for the other bill, send us the other bill, and the Democrats refuse. They want the campaign issue. You really got to look at these things, folks. You really have to look at these things. Because that's the sort of way this is handled. And it's not, you know, it's, it's not a one-off. Now look at this Joe Manchin thing, at this deal that he's cutting to massively increase spending. The uh, Wall Street Journal editorial page, which I normally don't cite, but somebody with half a brain there wrote this. The Senate's new tax and spend bill isn't pretty, but what did dealmaker Joe Manchin get in the bargain? His answer is the Democratic leaders have committed to advancing a suite of common-sense permitting reforms this fall that will ensure all energy infrastructure from transmission to pipelines and export facilities can be efficiently and responsibly built. And by the way, the Democrats have to agree to that? Isn't that something they should support no matter what? That promise to Manchin, they write, is going to cost Americans $433 billion in spending and $327 billion in taxes. The country desperately needs streamlined permitting for building of all kinds, energy included. The Northeast is a natural gas bottleneck. Export terminals could fuel European allies and break Putin's leverage. But nobody outside the negotiating room seems to know what specific so-called reforms are in play. And Manchin's office isn't rushing out to answer. In other words, he got an ambiguous, an ambiguous promise, which is no promise at all, because he's a dimwit. He's a sucker. One culprit for permitting sclerosis is the National Environmental Policy Act, 1970 law, 
that imposes environmental reviews. The Trump administration put presumptive limits on such studies while stressing a fu- You know, I can go on and on, but you know what's fascinating? The extent to which the Trump administration streamlined the government, opened up the economy, supported the private sector, and countered all this crap is a story that's really untold. So people, you folks who keep coming up to me, you know, I like Trump, but cut it out already. I'm not saying you have to vote for him, but you don't need this Trump butt stuff. The Democrats don't do it to, you know, I like Pelosi, but, you know, all the swindles and stuff. No, they love her. Or, you know, I like Biden, but he's, you know, he's a meathead. You don't hear them talk like that. Trump did a tremendous amount for this country. Tremendous amount. He did. And so many of these governors have done a tremendous amount for their states and so forth. But the effort to destroy Trump is unprecedented. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Look. I'm not going to uh I'm not going to dance around this. There is a huge divide. Huge divide in the Republican Party and in the conservative movement. Huge divide. And uh the majority of people in the Republican Party and the conservative movement when it comes to foreign policy are Reaganites. Peace through strength. Strength. Now, strength doesn't just mean building up the military so it sits there and gets rusty. It means when we are threatened, we don't have to wait for nuclear missiles to hit New York and L.A., to hit Chicago and Philadelphia, to hit New England, the Midwest, the West Coast, the Atlantic states, it's too late then, particularly when countries have hypersonic missiles and even our Patriot missiles can't catch up to them. 
it's too late. It's too late. When killer satellites up in space produced by China and Russia take the eyes of our military and blind them by knocking out our GPS systems. The enemy has the capacity to do all these things. It's too late when they target our grid, which more and more is the focus of this phony green energy agenda, and blow out our electrical system. Now, Josh Hawley put out a tweet, I like Josh Hawley, which crystallizes the point. He says, we can do more in Europe, more troops, more resources, more commitments, or we can focus on our number one threat, China. We cannot prioritize both. We're not sending more troops to Europe. We're sending more resources to Ukraine in the immediate surrounding countries because Ukraine is under attack. And I would remind Josh Hawley that we have an obligation since 1994, we and the Brits, and yes, even the Russians, to help protect their sovereignty after we insisted that they surrender all their nuclear weapons back to Russia. But that doesn't seem to matter anymore. And perhaps some who hold this view are unfamiliar with World War II. Or they're unfamiliar with the successful Reagan foreign policy. You cannot have a military that is so small, that is so underfunded, though it is so passive, that you can't focus on more than one enemy at a time. The problem right now is the military is being hollowed out. It's being hollowed out with these ridiculous vaccine demands. It's being hollowed out with the wokeism. We're not meeting our recruitment numbers because of it. We are not spending the money that is needed on the United States military. It's the number one job of the federal government to protect this country. Not of every state, not of every city, but from foreign threats that's their damn job. Or we're going to lose our country. And listen, he's not alone. You have some guys on TV. You have some guys that run think tanks, like the Quincy Institute. You have some guys that run organizations that I like, or at least did. Who parrot this? America first. They don't even know what the hell they're talking about. One of these clown candidates, like I said, was running for uh, the Republican nomination in Congress 6, excuse me, Congress 7 in Florida. He's one of these Rand Paul wannabes, a knockoff. And when I was done questioning him, he sounded like an idiot. So you know what his response is a day later? That I'm a super neocon. Well, he's a super con. His name's Sabatini. can call all the names they want. As I've been saying forever now, we need to be prepared, and we're not. We are not prepared. We are not. And the answer isn't 
to embrace George McGovern's foreign policy? The answer isn't to be quizzlings every time some country threatens us. That's not a foreign policy that was endorsed by Trump or Reagan or anybody else for that matter. We've gone through these cycles of isolationism, protectionism, in terms of the military, and pacifism. And every time they've led to horrific casualties to the United States. Because our enemies build up and build up and build up. They get stronger and stronger and stronger. They're able to outposition us with bases over here and bases over there. And one day somebody says, what are we going to do about this? They attack us. And then you need a draft. And then you have to change your economy. And then the Constitution's ripped in half. But we have eyes, ladies and gentlemen, to see. We have ears to hear. We have eyes to see and ears to hear. So as much as I like Josh Hawley, I can never vote for him for president. We can do more in Europe. Or we can focus on our number one threat. How about we build up the United States military and focus on all our threats and be prudential about what we do with them rather than, well, we can look over here or look over there, but we can't look at both. As I say, it's not just him. It's an entire mindset now. It just sounds great. We're America first. That's not America first. That's not America first at all. America first is we have the biggest kick-ass military on the face of the earth. Now, what we do with it is a matter of prudence. What we do with it is important. But what, I mean, let's just take this at face value. We can do more in Europe. Well, what does that mean? That's not just Ukraine. That's Europe. 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 More resources, more commitments. Who's asking for more commitments? More commitments to do what? Or we can focus on our number one threat, China. I'm hearing tonight that we're provoking China because Pelosi dares to take a trip or is going to, hopefully, to Taiwan. We're provoking China. They build the phony islands and militarize them. They threaten the navigable waters in an area of the world where almost half of the economy flows. They threaten Japan. They threaten South Korea. They even threaten Vietnam and the Philippines. They're trying to get a base in the Solomon Islands. Ever hear them before in the Pacific? Ever hear Guadalcanal? That's part of them. My great uncle fought there. Oh, what's that any of our business? They now have a base on the west coast of Africa. They have contracts on both sides of the Panama Canal. They're building a, pow a, a powerful military operation with the Russians in Antarctica. Why? They have nothing to do. Well, why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? 
Why is Iran getting nukes? What are they defending exactly? Why is Iran getting nukes? So when somebody says, eh, look, we can't, you know, it's either one or the other, tells me they're not qualified. Now, that doesn't mean I stand with Lindsey Graham or the others. Hey, everybody, let's attack. That's not prudent. We can't. We shouldn't. They're both wrong, as far as I'm concerned. Whether it's Graham or Hawley, or Rand Paul, for that matter. They criticized Trump when he took out Soleimani. They thought Trump's actions were provocative, too. You don't remember? I remember. I remember. So this party, this movement better get its head screwed on right. The truth is, these isolationists, they don't want to prepare for war against anybody. See, now China is our fault. It's our provocation because a top official wants to go to Taiwan. Really? Oh, yes, we're provoking them. Well, then, I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. So now Ukraine, as you know, Ukraine can go, cares about Ukraine, and now it's Taiwan. So throw Ukraine away, throw Taiwan away. We're going to be monitoring this because this goes to the heart of uh, who we are and whether or not we are going to avoid World War III. And you avoid World War III by being the biggest, meanest SOBs on the planet. I don't mean being stupid and reckless. I don't know how many more times I can say you need to be prudent. And I've written about this in Liberty and Tyranny, an entire chapter if you want to go back. But this stuff, this, this isolationist stuff and blame America first stuff, I'm sorry. Count me out. I will never support this. All right. There's a big primary in Arizona tomorrow, as well as other states, but I'm focused on Arizona because there's a candidate there running for the Republican nomination for the Senate, who I strongly endorse. I know President Trump endorsed the Peter Thiel guy again, but I, I'm with uh, Mark Burnovich, the Attorney General of Arizona. Why? Do I know him well? Are we best friends? No. Did he work in my software company like this other guy did with Peter Thiel? No. Is he contributing to my PAC? I don't have a PAC. I look at things as a principled matter. I'm on a mission here. And Mark Burnovich is, if not the most effective, one of the most effective attorneys general in the United States who does what he says, and that's what I care about. Mark, how are you, sir? Very good, great one, and uh, I appreciate everything that you were saying earlier about uh, Taiwan and foreign policy when um, I will tell you what, as you know, my family fled communism, and America is a beacon of liberty and, and faith and freedom, and when we had our debate, all the candidates, <clears throat> about six or seven weeks ago, 
I was the only one standing up there saying we have a moral and I think a legal obligation to defend Taiwan and Israel because those are our greatest allies in the world. And we should let everyone in the world know it, especially the Chinese, because China is at war with us right now. You know, not a hot war when it comes to what they're doing with trade, what they're doing with economics, stealing our technology, undermining our values, shipping all the precursor chemical, fentanyl chemicals to Mexico. So we need to wake up, America, to what the Chinese are doing. And we should, you know, when you let a bully in your front yard, next day is on your porch and the next day is shacking up with your wife. So we got to, mm-hmm. you know, make sure we send a very strong message to China that they are not going to control the South Pacific. Yeah, and I think there is a real divide between people like us, where we are prudential and realists, and ideologues who are just as uh, crazy as the ideologues on the hard left. I mean, uh, diplomacy isn't going to fix this. Strength, respect will take care of this. And uh, we are not prepared for war with China. I've been talking about this, Mark, for years, that we need to strengthen. We need to be prepared as recently as a couple of weeks ago, even that I'm not encouraging it, but they are encouraging it. It's they. It's just like most wars that we've gotten into, big wars, world wars. We don't start them, but we have to end them. All right, I want to go on. Tomorrow is a big day in uh, Arizona here, and um, it's when people vote in person. And you've got quite a mix of people running against you. You have one who's been backed by Trump, although I have no idea why, other than he's Peter Thiel, another Peter Thiel clone. Uh, and uh, that's not good enough for me. And then you have uh, a couple of kooks and a few other people. Tell the people in Arizona, the Republicans in particular, why they should vote for you. Because we need an Arizonan representing us in the United States Senate, a principled conservative like myself that has a real record consistently, not just someone who dropped into the state, but consistently that's fought for border security, energy independence, you know, law and order, a strong military. You know, when we have folks, when we have conservatives that can stand up and articulate our values, we win. And that's what I did in 2018. In fact, I got more votes than Cinnamon McSally, even though I was outspent. And that's because Arizonans are willing to, to back a proven and consistent conservative. And I'm just urging folks, I'm out there that I've been outspent something like 12 or 15 to one mark. And as you mentioned, President Trump, former President Trump's endorsed him. But still, it is a toss up. And that's why I need all of the undecided and people to go out to the polls tomorrow and vote for Brnovich. You know, this seems to be how Peter Thiel and I don't know him. I don't despise him. I don't dislike him. I don't like him. I don't know him. But I don't like uh, the, the money that flows into these campaigns like this. And he, he pulled he pulled the same thing in Ohio. He's pulled it in Arizona. He just floods the zone with millions and millions and millions of tech dollars. People don't know he's even involved in, in a significant way. And that money is used to run commercials like on the left to trash their opponents. Is that what they're trying to do with you? Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, and, and you know, and some of this, some of this. And by stuff, the way, we have thirty Mark, seconds, and we're going to bring, we're going to stick with you after the break. Of course, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. And so that's what the left does—they demonize and destroy you. And that's Peter Tills pick up the same tactic. All right, we're going to come back with Mark Bernovich. If you want to help him, it's it's. Uh, I want to get the easy one. Mark B for AZ.com. 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Mark Burnovich is the incredibly successful attorney general in Arizona. He's running in the Republican primary for the Senate nomination, where I think he could help not only the people of Arizona, but the entire nation. He's not bashful about his positions. He has taken on Biden, not just by spending money on ads, but in court, which is the job of an attorney general. That's what they do. And he's been extremely creative about ways to take on Biden. And in many ways, he's led the other attorneys general, but he doesn't get the kind of attention they get nationwide. But the people of Arizona, the conservatives of Arizona, conservatives like me, they have an opportunity here to send a message and I think to send him to the United States Senate. Tell us about Kelly. I mean, is he is he in much media? I mean, other than buying time, does he get much free media? Do, do people even know much about him anymore? <laughs> well, I, the short answer is not really, Mark. You know, he's almost taking a page out of the Joe Biden playbook where he avoids talking to people so he can avoid answering tough questions. But, you know, recently, the irony is just recently – he was on TV here talking about how he's been for the border wall and he urged Biden to build the border wall. So he's trying to now take credit for the Biden administration finally building the border wall. And I'm like, my goodness, welcome to the fight. When I was suing President Biden to stop him from rescinding Title 42, we had to sue Biden to try to get him to build the wall a year ago. All these folks are MIA and now they're all showing up and they're all border hawks and they're trying to. Mark, let me like, interrupt you. you know, this is why this is important. Because if you're debating him as opposed to one of these other guys and you're standing there, you can actually say, when I brought this lawsuit, you said nothing. You provided us with no support. So you send this silly letter to Biden two weeks ago. You know, we ought to build one. And you can you'll be able to pound him. You'll be able to compare and contrast these others. They're not going to be able to do that sort of thing. Absolutely. And that's why I've also made the case, and you and I have spoken about this before, but the, the permanent guidance Biden issued where he's refusing to port, pe deport people with deportation orders pursuant to federal law, it's only a violation of federal law. We've sued them. Those cases are going back and forth now at the U.S. Supreme Court and the Court of Appeals. And 
Joe Biden and even my opponents, and some of them are lawyers, did nothing. They didn't file any amicus briefs. They didn't say a word. And so when we're in there actually in the fight trying to enforce the law, trying to stop Biden, President Biden, from releasing felons and people charged with crimes like rape and murder and arson into our communities, none of these guys, Mark Kelly or anyone I'm running against, did anything while I was on the front lines fighting in courtroom, fighting the court of public opinion, using all the tools in my toolbox to keep Arizona and America safe. And, you know, when a state has an opportunity to nominate somebody who can not only win the general election, but who is a tried and true conservative who can win the general election, it's an opportunity, folks, in Arizona you need to embrace because you can see some states, people are being nominated who are going to have a very, very difficult time. We can't afford to lose Arizona. We need to take a seat in Arizona. We have some weaknesses in other states where we have to fix it in, in, in other states. And so Arizona needs to be one that we pick up. Kelly is a uh, pawn of Schumer's. These other Republicans, I have to be perfectly honest with you, I just don't think they're up to the fight, no matter how much money they pour in there. I wouldn't oppose them. I'm just saying I don't think they're up to it. You're very gritty. You fought your way into the attorney general's office. You were the underdog. You'll know how to fight this guy, Kelly. You'll know how to spar with him in a debate. But you have a record. He's got nothing. Well, he's got a bad record. And this is very, very important. What time do the polls open tomorrow in Arizona? Uh, seven to seven, Mark. So bring your friends, your neighbors, even bring your enemies out to the polls as long as they're Republicans. We need Republicans voting in the Republican primary for the tried and true conservative Mark Burdovich. Now, other than Republicans, do they let other people vote in your primary? Well, independents, if you're a registered independent, you can pull a, uh, if you have already had to do it ahead of time, but you can pull a, 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 either a Republican or a Democratic ballot. And right now, a majority of independents did pull Republican ballots. And so that's one other kind of factor in this. You know, there's, you never know, is the left going to try to do something sneaky with trying to nominate the weakest candidate, which is another reason why all the conservatives have to rally around me, or, you know, are you know, it'll be interesting to see how those independents break. All right. So if people want to help you now send in a little money or they want to know where they're supposed to vote or whatever, where do they go? Well, you know, the official website is burno for az.com B R N O F O R az.com. But the Hannity variant Hannity after months of pestering me, you can go to Mark B for az.com M A R K B F O R az.com and also reach the website. And I did, uh, I am remiss, Sean Hannity endorsed you. Sean Hannity endorsed, introduced me to you, and I watched and I listened. I said, you're right. Absolutely right about this guy. So Hannity and Levin, hopefully that'll help you. We'll see. All right, my friend. You guys have been, you guys have been better and, and more supportive of me than you'll ever know. So thank you, brother. Well, I think your election is going to help this country and the people of Arizona. I just think it's very important. All right, Mark, good luck to you tomorrow. Take care of yourself. Thanks, great one. Thank you. All right, it's Mark B, M-A-R-K-B for Arizona.com. And, uh, you know, I haven't scored very well in these primaries. I'm not trying to be a kingmaker. I'm just trying to tell you, from my mission-oriented position, strong on the border, strong on the economy, peace through strength, foreign policy, Individual liberty, people who understand that, understand the Constitution and the Declaration like he does, 
That's what I'm based my endorsements on. Nothing more, nothing less. None of these people have been my personal friends. None of these people have worked with me. None of it. And so, again, I want to encourage you to vote for Mark Bronovich. He's very, very good. I understand Blake Masters is out there. He's another Peter Thiel clone. No offense. He's another Peter Thiel clone. He, I understand there's a bunch of Fox guys who endorse him. So I endorse the most conservative candidate I can, who is mission-oriented. I don't know Peter Thiel. I have nothing against him. But he's apparently not my kind of conservative. Just not. It's not personal with me. It just is what it is. I want to save this country. I'm 100% committed to this. And I think he could help a lot. By the way, I want to spend a little bit of time on tomorrow's show. Among many, many, many other things. We're going to keep an eye on this China. We're going to keep an eye now on people who said, why are we focused on Ukraine? Let's focus on China who are now throwing Taiwan under the bus. I want to continue to pressure at least Republicans in in Congress and pseudo-conservatives, if not conservatives, strengthen the military. We are not militarists. We're not colonialists. We're not imperialists. The communist Chinese are. We're not prepared. We're not prepared. Back the United States military. Stop saying America first when you don't mean it. Back the United States military. They need our help to help us. Oh, good God. Why do I even have to say these things? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Somebody sent me a... Uh, I thought a very thoughtful point, Mr. Producer. Why is it that January 6th is an insurrection, and yet the summer of 2020 were riots? Aren't you supposed to be armed in an insurrection, Mr. Producer? But you don't have to be armed in a riot, right? So wouldn't you call the riots of 2020 insurrections? And perhaps the attack, the physical, violent attack, those who participated in it as rioters instead of insurrectionists? I think so. Um, there's a fellow running in the Congressional 7th, Mr. Producer. His name is Corey Mills. Have I mentioned him to you before for Florida? Very, very impressive. I'm going to, without his knowledge, endorse him in the Republican primary in Florida. I had a close-up view. I didn't know any of these candidates. I was absolutely, totally uninformed about their them as, as individuals. But, it, but it's clear to me now that conservatives need to coalesce around one candidate in that race. And he clearly is solid as a rock. Solid as a rock. And also a combat veteran. There was another combat veteran there who was very impressive too. But I'm going to endorse him um, definitely over uh, Sabatini. 
and uh, over a number of the other candidates. You got to back somebody. All right, let's take some calls here. Jim, Kirkland, Arizona, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, sir. Um, quick question. Um, I don't know Donald Trump, and you do, so I have two questions that actually amount to one. Why is he... Wait a minute, I better take my pencil out. Go ahead. Uh, why has he endorsed these Peter Thiel candidates? And this has been a long-standing question of mine. Why does he have seem to have a blind spot to character? And I could go on with Christopher Ray, which makes me crazy every day, and others, but you, you know those as well as I do. So you... you your insights would be incredibly useful as far as... I, have, I don't know. I think this guy, Teal, has probably befriended uh, the former president. I know he has strongly supported him, including in 2016. So I think the president is uh, very open to people giving advice and recommendations, including me, although I wasn't involved here. And I think Peter Teal, you know, really pushes that and exploits it. Um, given his influence in politics and the amount of money he has that he throws at it. But I want the, the regular people in Arizona to know. I want the middle class working people in Arizona to know that if you want to nominate a solid conservative, which is what we need from the state of Arizona, that the attorney general of Arizona is the guy. He's just terrific. Jim, I want to thank you, my friend. Let us continue, shall we? Yes, we can. All right. Let's go to Glenn, Phoenix, Arizona, also on the Mark Levin app. Glenn, how are you? Hey, Mark. I'm doing well, brother. Um, so I just want to preface what I'm about to say. We, I had you on speakerphone when you had Brenovich on right now. My mom is here in Arizona, and um, so I'm hoping that can sway her. She respects you a lot. We all, we all do as a family. Uh, well, I called uh, about... about uh, about our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, and you haven't heard anything from him. I haven't heard anything. He's a disaster. So I just wanted to get your take. Yeah, he's a disaster. I wanted to get your take on the modern day Neville Chamberlain and what you think is. I'm thinking that China just knows that he's a walkover. So I, just this is from my perspective: is when you got a weak vessel, you go after it. So I just hundred percent get- right. Hundred percent right. These are gravely dangerous times for us. The leadership in this country, the ruling class, is extraordinarily incompetent, weak, and ideologically wrong. And it is a huge problem. They know Austin's run in the Defense Department. He's pathetic. They know Milley is. He's pathetic. They know Blinken is a, uh, is a wet noodle. He's pathetic. And most of all, they know the commander-in-chief is nothing of the sort. They saw Afghanistan. Afghanistan was a turning point. The surrender in Afghanistan was a turning point. All right, Glenn. Enjoy your vote tomorrow. Thank you, my friend. Let's see. Do we have time? Let's do this fast. John, Kansas City, Kansas, the great KCMO. We've got to move quickly. Go. Yes, sir. Mark Levin, the great one from Cheltenham. Uh, name is John McCoffin <laughs> running out here in uh, Kansas 3rd, the only federal comp- competitive race. Uh, the website's John for Kansas 3. I'm a veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan. I'll tell you what, I take John's brothers. number. I do not want to cut off a uh, Iraq vet. All right, Mr. Producer, but I have to go. It's a hard break. We'll, we'll call John back tomorrow. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, the men and women in Ukraine, the men and women in Taiwan. And let me tell you this. You want to avoid your children going to war and your grandchildren going to war? You don't avoid it by provoking one. 